Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown and today I've been talking to Matt Shoebridge. Uh, we had a chat just around the whole subject of whether work, whether work should be enjoyable. Does it need to be enjoyable? Does it need to be fulfilling? Um, is there an argument that we can just look, just go and do a job and earn the money and live our lives? So look, have a listen. I hope you enjoy it and I'll catch you briefly at the end. Cheers. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello. Oh, uh, sorry, bad connection there. Uh, hi, how are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you okay. Just cut out. Maybe that was just as it was establishing the call. Yeah, it's okay now. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. Um, well, so we had quite a, quite a chat the other day. Um, uh-huh. And you sent me through a few notes this morning. So, um, well, if I can sort of give my version of what I think you want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about the the proliferation of of I don't know, sort of nonsense, motivational stuff on on LinkedIn, but social media generally. Yeah. Uh, this whole business of of living a life with purpose and all that kind of stuff that mm. yeah, that that seems to be, in my view, very much oversimplified. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it gets a lot of traction, certainly. Yeah. Uh, and and I think. You know, you allude to things like like religion in the notes you sent. Mm. Um, in the, I don't know. In some ways, it, you know, and there, there have been some very prominent people on social media who get tons of engagement mm. for for really writing nothing yeah. of any use use to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. My my spin is that in in part this kind of stuff attracts these people, and it, I don't know. It gives them hope. Yeah, <laughs> it gives them something to believe in um and and also you you sort of pose the question about you know is is it is it reasonable realistic to to expect that of work mm. you know, so to ju- expect, just to, to be to... clear about what i was saying there about what yep. i expect of work so there's this idea um that you know work should be incredibly rewarding and fulfilling and wonderful and really you know that's so far from the, the, the basic reality of what work is. Work is that you sell your time and or skills um, for a certain amount of money per hour, right? Um, yep. and, and that's the exchange. The exchange is that you, you give your time and, and our skills, as I've said, and they pay you. Right? There, 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 there's where this expectation comes from that work should be kind of rewarding and make you happy and be fulfilling. You know, it's quite a new idea um it's, it's probably not since it's probably kind of started in about the 60s before that i think the expectation was that your work the reward of work was your salary your paycheck yeah yeah um and, and you went you went and and there was an honesty in that because you weren't required to enjoy your job you know like i said in my i mentioned in my notes like a coal miner a coal miner wasn't expect a coal miner had a, a hard job it was considered to be difficult dirty yeah. dangerous and there was no no expectation that he smiled while while he did it you know um, yeah. there was no passive aggression because he had to be nice to everyone all the time um, and we've kind of put these extra demands on work and and we're kind of putting the cart before the horse here because that's what i think might be the explanation but the problem which is the in my analogy the cart i think yeah. however the analogy works uh, the problem i think yeah is that all this kind of wish wishful thinking and and, and i'm a, I, I love positive thinking if it enables you to do the best that you can do but there's a lot of positive thinking that's very hollow and like you said yeah. the, the 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 kind of influences the people who seem to get the most traction at once that seem to say the least um and i think that's because yeah, like you said, they're kind of saying what people want to hear, something that kind of makes you feel positive and hopeful about the future. And, and, and because it, happen, it happens more on perhaps LinkedIn than other social networks, I wondered if it was caused by work. Like, for example, if you go on to Twitter, Twitter's quite an aggressive, angry kind of It's a place. bit of a, to- a toilet of a place, in my it, opinion. But... It, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and it's like the opposite. It's like the anti-LinkedIn. It's extremely negative and angry, and it's not about kind of making people feel good about themselves. It's kind yeah. of about destroying anyone who might have a different opinion. Whereas LinkedIn seems to be, let's not really talk about our opinions. Let's just try and make everyone feel good about everything to do with work. Um, and it's so hollow and, that I, and, and nobody talks about this. Nobody ever says, come on, mate, that's bollocks. 
uh, and it's so hollow and the things that people get away with saying are so fantastical that it's like the elephant in the room and nobody feels that we can sort of say hang on that doesn't sound right you know that's that that just sounds like nonsense you know and i and i kind of wonder so the question that the reason i originally got in touch with you and wanted to talk to you about this i wanted to kind of explore why are we doing this we kind of know it's not true like if you say to something if you someone you believe if you whatever you believe in if you wish hard enough it will come true we know that's not true we 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 do know like, I really, really, when I was a child, I, I wished very, very hard for a Learjet. Yeah. Um, really hard. You can't wish harder than I wished. And, and I wished hard, you know, for a Learjet and flying lessons. Um, and, you know, it didn't happen because the universe doesn't work that way. And, and it's obviously it doesn't work that way. Because if I get a Learjet from nowhere, someone loses a Learjet. Learjets can't be magicked up from nowhere. So if I get a Learjet, if the universe gives me a Learjet, someone's lost a Learjet someone yeah. else so you know the universe just doesn't work that way yet we're not allowed to challenge it um and you'd be considered a bit of a negative thinker or a moaner or, or, or something on linkedin if you brought it up so i think people know that this stuff is nonsense they kind of know deep down and they don't want to be challenged on it but they really need it and and that's and yeah. that's that that's the essential bit i don't want to criticize people for thinking things that i don't think that's not the point i'm not interested in kind of attacking people for thinking things that i don't think are true a, because I might be wrong, and B, because I've got nothing to gain from that. More what I want, nobody's got anything to gain from that. But what, what I was thinking more was I want to kind of explore the idea of why people feel the need to believe this stuff um, and I, or even express the sort of jo, jo, join, kind of join in the kind of deluded, the kind of collective delusion on this stuff, why people want to do that. And I suspect it's because work is missing something that it's promising. It's not giving something that it's promising. Um, and I kind of wanted to look into that and explore why it's doing that and why we, why we, want, why we expect so much from work, you know? Well, I, I, look, I suppose we're being, well, we, some people are being sold the dream, aren't they? Mm. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, the example of religion is, is a is a different version of it yeah um and and it is you know it's people i suppose people want to believe mm. that that something whatever that thing might be is going to make everything okay yeah yeah um i think I, I do think that you know as you say this this whole you know this whole purpose thing this whole you know work should be enjoyable thing mm. um has been around you know not not a long time in the scheme of things but you know it's been around for a, a, f- a few decades for sure yeah um, so maybe that in itself has created the expectation, but maybe people's perception of what that means is different to what, what businesses mean. If you've got people who are enjoying their work and engaged in it yeah. in, in a certain kind of way, mm. then they are likely to be more productive. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but, what, but what's weird, and, and I, I agree with everything you've just said, but what's strange is the onus seems to be on the employee to pretend to be happy and fulfilled rather than on the employer to make sure that they are. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, that, that's, that's part of the issue, isn't it? Is that, that as with many things um, in business, it becomes a, a bit of a box-ticking exercise. Yeah. You know, employee engagement, all these kind of things. And, and, and you know, I've, I've been involved in sort of discussions with LinkedIn people, you know, how, how, do you, how can you measure employee engagement? And I've got one simple answer. is you, you need to go out and talk to your employees mm. yeah. <laughs> and, and find out what's going on and what's difficult for them and how it could be, how it could be made easier and better. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose, I don't know, a lot of this comes down to personal choice, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, you know, you're the example of a, of a coal miner. Mm. You know, I, I imagine... Most gold miners, just because of the, the geography, or they didn't really have a choice. No, well, they certainly didn't have many choices. No, you, you know, it was either you li- you leave the village you live in, or you go into coal mining. Mm. But um, there was a kind of honesty in that, wasn't there? Because I bet they didn't have to turn up to, you know, they didn't have to go to interviews and and come out with several examples of why they really, really wanted to be a coal miner and why. You know, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and you're right in the same way that, that you know that the. The, the, the sort of bar is being set higher and higher, even mm. for pretty low paid jobs. Yeah. You know, in terms of I don't know, working in supermarkets, things like that, you know, things have changed um, and, it, and it's just been made more, more difficult. So I, th- I think, I don't know, partly the expectations on employees is or potential employees is much higher 
Mm. It's like you've got to convince you've got to convince someone that you really want this job mm. for reasons other than earning some money so you can put a roof over your head. And and I don't know about you, but like, is it just me or does does that whole thing feel quite undignified? It does because I mean I've been in those situations and and it's like you know what, what you really want what I really want to say is honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't care too much for this. I just need to earn some money. Yeah, I wish we could say that. Because uh, clearly, I've, I've, I've had jobs, that terrible, terrible jobs. Uh, and, you know, I am, despite hating bullshit, and maybe, or maybe because of, I am the master bullshitter. I can blag into anything. Yeah. Um, because I know what people want to hear, and I know how to say it in a way that sounds like it's coming from the heart and yeah and that's part and i think it is because i can do that that i know how cheap and shallow it is i'm not sure um but i i've done some amazing bullshit to get jobs and it's i feel empty afterwards i feel hollow and, I, and i'm not criticizing people that have to do this because we've all been there with you know it's horrible um and, it, and it's not their fault that it's undignified but it is undignified yeah and I, and i think the problem with work now is that that it's kind of undignified and that we have to not only, you know, it's like when your mum told you off. Um, yeah. I don't know if you had this, but like when you were a kid, like if you hadn't tidied your bedroom or something, she told you off. And then I don't know if your mum did this, but kind of expected you to thank her for correcting you. I didn't actually know. <laughs> no, you know no. certainly, certainly I would, I would, you know, there was an apology and, and maybe not in that context, but certainly, you know, if you've done something mm. wrong, Mm. an apology would be expected yeah um, yeah and, and you've got to look like you mean it as well it's just yeah. like what is left of the of the person when when their, their dignity has been so hollowed out that they have to apologize for their so-called crime that they've been yeah. tried for in the kangaroo court of childhood and then they have to apologize and look like they're meaning it and it's a bit like that now applying for jobs i just feel so like there's just so little dignity i'd love to just say look I know I can do this job. Let's be honest. It's not that hard. I'll do it pretty well. Some days I'm going to have bad days like everyone, but I'll do it really well. It'll be fine. And I want to do it because it's money and I think it'll be quite easy. And, you know, but you just can't do that because the bar has been raised so high, uh, as you said, that we've kind of got to desperately want the job as well. And it's funny because I'm in the business of helping people do this. But um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, th I think, you know, it's not just applying for jobs. It's once you're in jobs. Yeah. The expectation there is is well in my experience predominantly is that you're encouraged to 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 toe the party line to yeah. go along with things mm -hmm. to go along with decisions that are that are made without having your say without challenging it and i think that's probably why i'm no longer employed by anybody and i don't think i ever will be able to be mm. it's because i could i couldn't do that and and even you know i i, I couldn't bullshit my way into jobs mm. or, or wouldn't i'd right. rather just Tell it, tell it how it is. Yeah. Um, and and be honest and upfront. And and if if people don't like that, and it just probably means I missed out on a load of jobs, but there were ultimately jobs I didn't want anyway because I wasn't happy in my career. Well, that sounds really healthy. Um, and did you get jobs yeah. like that? So did you actually interview for jobs, and you were really upfront and honest and got the job? Well, yes, but but that said, there were there were there were also sort of it was never fully honest. Right. So even, you know, the same as you say, I'd still feel that, no, I'm not really telling it how it is here. Right. Because that may be a step too far. So, you know, we, we get pulled into that, tell them what they want to hear or what mm. we think they want to hear. Mm. Um, so look, I, I think I, personally, I think that recruitment and where it's going wrong, and this isn't just about recruiters, mm. although they seem to get the brunt of it. Mm. You have you have three three groups of people. You have businesses, you have recruiters and you have candidates. Mm -hmm. And they're all lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. all lying from, from writing a, an ad for a job, you know, an amazing yeah. opportunity, yeah. blah, blah, blah. All these words that are used yeah. that are actually meaningless because the reality when you actually start, sometimes mm. it's on the first day, mm. <laughs> um, you start to see the cracks in that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's um, horrible. It's a horrible feeling. And and you also see the cracks in in the recruitment process because actually once you once you realise that you're not the favoured candidate, mm. the relationship shifts and it changes. Yeah, yeah. Because you're now of less value, and we are talking about ultimately pound notes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever currency you're working in. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think there's just look, too much I think bullshit. There's, everywhere. Look, there's a lot of fakery about. Yeah. 
um, there are, you know, these, these sort of, these gurus, these influencers on, on social media, which are, well, I don't know why they're in it. I don't know what they get from it. Um, you know, there are lots of people now, again, the, the property investment guys, mm. um, you know, all the stuff actually Mike Winnick does some really good stuff around this, um, the entrepreneur thing mm. who are, they're feeding on this, this, this sort of, this need for, for people to, to find a way to fulfillment, mm. you know, to find this easy way maybe to, to get something great. And actually these people are selling nothing for their $1,997 course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, it's... that, I think that you're right. I think that absolutely feeds on the core problem that, um, that there's something missing in people's lives. Um, yes. And I think it, because it seems to be, I don't know if this is just because of my exposure to LinkedIn more than other social networks, but it seems to be a LinkedIn thing. So I think it seems to be a work thing. Um, and I think it's partly because of everything we've discussed. There's just a lot of bullshit. And, but I think it comes down to ultimately this question that I think we still expect too much of work. And I think that's not healthy. That doesn't help us. It doesn't mean we get that thing that we expect. It just means that we feel constantly bitter and disappointed because yep. we never get this thing that we've been taught to expect. And, and as I said in my notes, people used to get, I've, I think in the past when religion was, and I'm talking from a very, very UK centric point of view here, yep. um, but religion really is kind of neither here nor there in Britain and, and people who tick Christian or whatever, um, you know, on there. And of course, there are lots of people of other different religions. But yep. certainly the dominant uh, C of E religion in Britain has kind of lost its force, really. And the people who tick Christian are on the census, I'm not sure really, you know, they're not churchgoers. And they're, they're not, sort of, they might go at Christmas, or might, you know, they're not yep. big, but you're not really, I don't think they think about it an awful lot. And I'm sure and listeners will correct me now and say, I do think about it. Uh, yeah, but, well, but you'll get all that. <laughs> I'll have to remind them that that's, that, that's, anec that's uh, anecdotal and that's not, I'm talking about statistics here. I'm sure there are very religious people in Britain. But anyway, so there was like a religious need. There was a need that religion met really well. You know, people knew that work was bullshit and all the rest was bullshit. But what gave them purpose and fulfillment was religion, I think. I think it really did. And I'm not yeah. religious at all. So I'm not advocating that because I, you know, you, you can't believe in something you don't believe. If you don't believe, you don't believe. It's like, you know, it's just how it is. And, I, and that's how I am. I just don't believe it because to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I think to people, it, I think it did give them something. And people knew that their jobs were booked. People knew that they just went to work to put food on the table. Um, and and they, got, they did have some purpose and fulfillment. And since that kind of died away, um, I think people are looking to work to provide it, and it absolutely can't. I, don't, I, I, I mean, I think if you're very lucky, see, I consider you and I to be really lucky in that we found a way to do a business, doing something we enjoy, having autonomy, um, doing something that we can do well and we don't really have a boss as such because, you know, your client is temporarily a boss, but it's not the same thing. And uh, we're really lucky, but not everyone can be in that position. And, and it's, you know, not my interest to kind of poo-poo having an actual job, but I do want to suggest that people maybe look for their fulfillment from elsewhere. You know, we, we need to find another, uh, another way of f fulfilling this need that we have, you know, a need for dignity, a need for purpose. Um, and I don't think work's ever going to provide it. So I don't know. I, I suppose that's what I was, I was trying to explore. I was thinking of trying to explore a solution. I don't know what that would be, whether it'd be having a hobby or, or what. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, Dave. Uh, well, I, I, I do, for me, this, this sort of runs into education mm -hmm. um, and lots of conversations around the, the standards of education. I mean, you know, the, the standards seemingly get higher all the time, but they don't because the goalposts have changed. Mm. Um, I think there's little thought um, given to, to younger people in terms of the sort of things they like to do, the sort of things they enjoy. Mm. Uh, and, and, and perhaps because of that, lots of people end up in, in the wrong career. Yeah. So it's almost like if you could sort of have a big game of, of employment, musical chairs, employment chairs, you know, mm. yeah. if everyone shifted around, more people might, might be in something that they enjoyed. So we, we tend to make our decisions. Well, we do. We make decisions at the age of what 13 mm. that actually start to shape where we're going to go in terms of a career mm. and my own experience i did that i took my options and i decided i was going to become an engineer but that's because i didn't know anything else my dad was one right 
yeah so it was something I was familiar with he used to take me to work on a Saturday morning stuff like that so it, you know it, it was it was almost like I, I didn't I mean I, there, there were other choices but I didn't really know what they were mm. um and you know I've, I, I've said this a number of times before um in order to take my options all the sciencey metal work stuff mm. um I was unable to continue doing art at school right it just wasn't you know just it was just the way that the lessons worked out mm. um which is I don't know if it's a regret as such, but it's certainly something that 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 is is it's a significant thing in my past. Mm. That if I'd have done things differently, I might have ended up in a different career. Mm. So I think I think that's part of it. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Uh, can I just stop? Can I just interrupt there? Is that why you do? Is that what appeals to you about podcasts? The sort of idea of making something, like creating something. I think that I think that's partly. I mean, I think from a from a, a sort of coaching point of view. Mm. So that's the work I do now. I enjoy. The sort of deeper thinking stuff mm-hmm. so th- this 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 suits a number of purposes for me it's mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to to have my say and talk mm-hmm. about things which is why mm-hmm. i like to have a sort of pretty free form sort of conversation with someone rather than something too you know with too much of an agenda Regimented. to it yeah um look it's something that's mine something mm-hmm. that i do and obviously i have guests on such as yourself but mm-hmm. It, it, it serves a number of a number of purposes and you know the other thing is that you know it, it's it's a way of me exploring some different things. Yeah, yeah. You know, some subjects that maybe I'm not that familiar with. Yeah. Uh, but I do other stuff. I've got a YouTube channel, which I mess about with. And, and look, all the stuff on LinkedIn that I do is is me actually being creative. Yeah. I was going to say, because that's almost like your hobby then, isn't it? Because honestly, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of hobbies, by the way. I'm a really... I'm a big advocate of having like a pastime that's nothing to do with work. I mean, I know with you it is. It's kind of blend. It there's a blend, isn't there, with with these things, with it being work yeah. and also being, you know, you exploring other topics and chatting to other people. And uh, but I'm a big advocate of people having a thing that they do that is just about them expressing them. I don't mean necessarily expressing them. It doesn't have to be art, but you know, it, it could be horse riding or whatever. But expressing their own personality and, and kind of yeah exercising that and I think um, that's why I asked about this I wonder if you get a lot of fulfillment outside of the coaching itself but from the kind of making stuff it sounds like you do it sounds like you like creating stuff and have people look at it which or listen you know have people experience it which is a you know a really 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 cool thing you know Um, yeah I think sometimes you know I I do things just because I know they're the right thing for me to do mm. and and actually over the course of doing that and sometimes I start things and then just stop doing them without giving it too much thought because actually for some reason it's not it's not fulfilling something mm. um so I think that's something something I've chosen to do since I got into coaching myself and did loads of training and and sort of navel gazing all that kind of thing is, is to just if I feel I'm interested in something to to pursue it in some way mm. you know not to commit to it completely but just to try it out yeah just give it give it a go mm. and it serves a, a longer purpose because I, I think you know part of my purpose here is to challenge the very things that that we're talking about mm. that may be just in conversation now um and and to see where that goes yeah so there's the sort of more there's the the let's earn some money and pay the bills but then there's actually some well it comes back to values you know what are I'm, I'm, i think most people wouldn't necessarily know what their values are they might have values that have been imposed by other people mm. uh, you know from an, from an early age yeah um but I think we we should endeavour to just explore things. Definitely. Um, and that's that's actually, that was really the ultimate goal. That's why I wanted to contact you with this. I, want, yeah. I really like to encourage people to think about, like, it's funny, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, well, kind of on and off for months, actually, but like yeah. about finding a purpose. That was, we had another chat about it today. And I'm, I'm kind of lucky in the, in the last few, I'm 38, so it's quite old, really, to discover what you want to do with your life. But like I was about 35 where like a lot of things clicked into place and I really knew who I was and what my purpose, like I came up with a purpose for myself. Um, And and it's really vague, but it's really simple. And that's that I just want to create more good in the world. You know, I want to leave a net positive in the world. Yeah. I don't intend to have kids um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having kids, but it doesn't work for me. It doesn't make me, that's not what excites me. Oh, it makes no. me but no no but i completely you know i re- absolutely respect i don't mean respect in a i respect but disagree i i completely understand why someone would choose to have kids and it's a huge challenge and you know and to bring people into the world and make them happy i 
I admire it enormously, but I'm not sure it's quite in line with my personality because uh, I don't really have the patience and I would think they they were stupid and I would be annoyed that they were so stupid, I think. I don't know if it's, yeah. di- <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't know if it's different when they're your own. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I, I, I'm an ex-teacher, so I do have a lot of experience with kids. But yeah. um, no, I think, you know, I kind of discovered, sorry, to go back to my original point, I kind of discovered my purpose, which was to generally just make, you know, try and make the world better than it would be if I weren't in it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and everything I do is more or less in line with that. And, and I've, I've found that that's made me incredibly happy because I literally do try, like this, I hope it might make someone question I hope like one person might listen to it and they might think, yeah, do you know what? I, I, he is right. Jobs are, jobs are fine. They earn money. But, you know, I, I, I do keep looking to it for, for like fulfillment. And that's why I'm constantly disappointed. Maybe I should try something. You know, I do kind of want to do everything I do. Like, I hope that it will put some good in. I know that sounds arrogant, but it, I think well, it's, I've got to try. I don't know if I'll succeed, but I've got to try um, and kind of put some good out there into the world. And, and I just wonder if a lot of people, it, when you said everyone has their values, I just wonder if some people don't ever really think about what those values are and what their purpose are. is. You know, I don't think so. You know, and, and from a, you know, we're not encouraged to to understand those things from um, from an early age. Which is why I was thirty five before I even did. You know? Yeah, and look, so I think I think left to our own devices, mm. um, this is where things like you know midlife crisis. You know, I don't know if that actually exists, but you know, it's not necessarily about midlife. But we reach points in our life where we start to to question things, and you know, part of that is as we get older, you mm. know, the end is closer. Yeah. Um. Not, and that's not a that's not a big downer. It's not a big thing about death, but it's like you know, we're going to die. I'm 52 now. Mm. Um. So, you know, I do sometimes sit and think, you know, oh, I could have another another 10 years. <laughs> you know, it might be 20, it might be 30. Who knows? Um. But but we do start to think about our own mortality and then, and then there's that sense of we've only got so much time left, which we don't think about when we're younger. Yeah. I, I have a really nice trick that I play on myself to deal with that. Um, it's not exactly a trick. It's absolutely true. Uh, but I don't know if it'd work on some people, you know, your consciousness will never last longer than your life. Right. Yeah. So you're never going to be aware of being dead. You're never going to be like, Oh shit, I'm dead. And just see your body. Like, yeah. If you're an atheist, you there is no consciousness or anything. No, after it's, your when it's done, it, when it's done, it's done. That's my exactly. View. So when, so as far as you're concerned, you're going to live forever. You know, you you will never experience a day where you're not alive. Yeah. So it's really hard to imagine because you yes. have to imagine not being able to experience something. But I, the way I see it is, I'm going to live forever. I, I I am living forever. That's that's how I deal with it. People will die in my life, but I will never die in my own life. So yeah, yeah. I, so, you know, I just treat it as a, every day is it's just infinite for me. But um, this is this is sort of what 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 the the void that things like religion fill. Mm. Um, and and actually, you know, it's it's interesting because because we do and and you've already alluded to it. We we do also start to think about things, you know, legacy, what we're going to leave behind. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, so so I suppose you know you do get into these existential questions, don't you? Mm. Um, and I think we all do you see this is the problem I think we all ask ourselves you know we we, we, it's easy to assume that like somebody who's you know not got an awful lot going on upstairs doesn't worry about this stuff but they do of course they just don't know how to express it maybe or they think that they're the only person that thinks it or, or whatever but I think everyone has these problems and this sort of feeling of void and this is why work is the, the, the awful thing about work is that it pretends it, it it, 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 it purports to be able to fill that void and it just can't you know work is a noble thing work is a good thing work is is create taking you know a tree and turning it into benches um or you know or furniture you know work is noble the the, cre- the creation of value is a very human thing a very beautiful beautiful thing and that is that is enough right that is enough work doesn't have to be fulfilling in any other way we don't have to feel like I don't know. I think we expect too much of work. You know, work is beautiful. Creating stuff, whatever it is you do, whether you're a bus driver who takes people to the hospital or you're a, a coach who helps people's businesses be more successful or you help people get better, or whatever it is you do, whether you're a pilot, whatever. You know, work itself is a beautiful thing and looking for reward in that that isn't there, I think is just so disappointing. 
when you ask it to provide something that it can't, I think that's what leads to this kind of perpetual disappointment that people have. Yeah, and uh, I, I think this, this comes down to the individual, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, you say your work is beautiful, but not everyone, not everyone sees it that way. But also, mm. many people are very, very happy doing what they're doing, whatever it might be. And they're great. Um, and, they're, they're... And, and it's always great to meet people like that. I mean, I, I just straight away brings to mind um, a guy who I used to know. He was a greenkeeper. Mm. And he just loved it. Right. He loved he loved grass, mm. not to not to smoke. But, but <laughs> he, 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 you know, he, he was he was doing this thing that from the outside looks pretty simple and straightforward. Mm. Which it he is. Loved it. He loved it. And, and yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'm sure it's far more complex than, than we'd, we, we would know. Um, but but I mean, it doesn't people... have to be to be beautiful. I think it is a beautiful thing. You know, I'm not oh. a gol- I'm not a golf fan, but, you know, he, what he's doing is. He's doing a beautiful, he's creating beauty out of grass and wild wilderness. And I, I think there is a, an honest, simple, simple beauty in that, you know? And I, I think he probably felt that himself. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have said that. Uh, I don't know. Well, what did he say? What did he say? How did he describe uh, it? Uh, well, I, 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 he just used to talk. It wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. Right. You know, when we know people are very engaging when they talk passionately about something and it doesn't really matter what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we, we, it's difficult to to not listen to them and have a bit of a smile on your face mm. um and and i do i, I don't know I, I, certainly for me mm. as i've got older i've sort of i've i've hankered after a much simpler life yeah which i've done things to 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 influence that and change that which mm. that's one of the reasons for wanting to, to work for myself mm. it simplifies things because you don't yeah. have all the politics and agendas and all the other nonsense that you get in sort of corporate life mm-hmm. um and I don't know. Maybe it is just part of part of the cycle we go through in our lives. You know, we 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 just have periods in our lives around certain ages that are um, part of that process. So mm. I don't know. You know, you talk about sort of people trying to fill the void. Maybe we just need to accept the void. We just need to acknowledge that that it is. You know, it is what it is, which I don't like to say because it's just such an over, overused phrase. Um, but maybe a bit more. I don't know acceptance, but but culturally now, and especially with with the internet mm. and all these influence and stuff, we're, we're we are being influenced to want more and more and more. I know, and you're not going to get it, and that's what I, I think. I think the acceptance bit. I think you absolutely nail it with the acceptance. Uh, you know, I was talking before about you know trying a hobby or whatever to get that fulfilment, but I really think a huge part of it is. Um, yeah, acceptance. In fact, I have a I have a phrase. It's like a way I live, really. And it's if if everything's fine, it's fine. You know, yeah. I don't need everything to be amazing all the time. And actually, when you need things, and this is coming back to the original central problem, this kind of great disappointment with work that I'm talking about. If you expect everything to be great all the time, you're just going to be almost always disappointed. Yeah, I think you just need to expect everything to be fine. And and if everything's fine, it's fine. And what you're doing is you're allowing the genuinely beautiful little brilliant things that happen to really be noticed, you yep. know, because you're not expecting them. Um, and I, it's another thing I say to my, to my girlfriend, Ellie, a lot, you know, like it doesn't have to be, you know, like if we have this thing where at the weekend it's got to be really fun all the time. We've got to be doing fun things. Yep. Um, and I'm like, well, let's just allow it to be fine. And then it will probably naturally be quite fun and like really fun at some moments that we're not planning. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I think acceptance is a huge part of it. And, and you're right. We're not allowed to just accept. We're not allowed to just, you know, how was work? Work was work. It was, it was absolutely fine. I didn't get fired. I didn't die. I didn't get really hungry. I didn't get really cold. It was fine. Yeah. All right. You know, why, why is that not okay? Why, 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 why does it have to be like rewarding? And why do we have to do it with a smile? Why, I don't know. I just don't understand why we can't just be a bit more relaxed about the whole thing and just go work was fine. It was just yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe some people have the expectation that it has to be fantastic all the time. And again, I think LinkedIn is peculiar mm. um, compared to to other social media platforms because there's a lot of pretense on there. Mm. there there's 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 firstly you've got the you know it's shrouded in this thing that people call professionalism, mm. which has always <laughs> bugged me because that that to me professionalism is is sort of dishonest. Yeah, it's, it's people pretending to be something that they're not meeting some some kind of unwritten well some of them are written aren't they standards mm. of how we should how we should dress how we should behave those yeah. kind of things yeah um which is which is sort of changing i think a lot of that's been 
being broken down. It's certainly being broken down on LinkedIn, you know, and, yeah. and there's the whole fight around, you know, this isn't Facebook and, and all these comments <laughs> that you, all these comments that you get. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know whether, I think maybe there's generally a bit more of a movement towards people being individuals, mm. um, having been, I don't know, suppressed, oppressed, whatever word you want to use, mm. you know, by, by the system, you mm. know, by education, by, by the workplace. Mm. Um, and, and maybe this is just part of the whole thing sort of wrestling with itself to, to find a way forward. Mm. I think I think that is a big part of it. A lot of this is all very new. You know, we've never interacted with people we kind of semi know. Like you and I have never met, but I feel like no. I know quite. You know, from your posts and things, I've got a, yes. in our conversations, I've got a fairly good idea of the kind of person you are, and um, you know. But and it's a it's a new one, isn't it? Like you're not from the yeah. same village as me. Uh, you're not from the same town. We're from the same country, but I live in a different country, and it's all very new. And I think you're right. A lot of it is just people kind of working finding their feet really and the internet itself is pretty new you know never mind social networking even the internet i remember my first go on an internet computer in 1995 um which you know it wasn't really that long ago maybe we're still finding our feet with it all um and you know it's the bullshit that gets noticed because it's you know it's designed to get noticed isn't it you know so maybe maybe that's maybe that's what it is well, i don't know uh, i think some people are, are, are oblivious to to the bullshit they're putting out <laughs> i think yeah. because because they believe it themselves do they 100 percent believe it see this is my this is my thing i know we're, we're wondering why i know you say you don't mind wandering off topic but you know i have this here's a little thing this is my little thing do they really really believe it because i'm not convinced i'm not even convinced that a lot of religious people are really 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 religious deep down i, I that's why they don't like to be challenged because they sort yeah, of know, yeah. know it's not true um and i think that must be the same with the bullshit merchants you know because you're not allowed to go like if someone goes like, oh i've had a great day um it's it, you kind of have to go oh that's that's great but really i should just go well whatever you know i don't know you you're just a, a what you've had a great day someone else has had a shit day someone's had a fine day why are you telling us this it doesn't matter um but you can't you can't sort of i mean i wouldn't do that i'm not interested in pricking anyone's balloon or whatever the expression is um but i don't know we, we, we i feel like you're not allowed to challenge the the positivity and it, I think that's because well, they don't really, really believe it, but I don't know if that's true. I well, I, th- I think it, I think it, it can be, it can be different. It will be different in different scenarios. For so, for some people, it will be that they do believe themselves. Mm. Yeah, they do believe what they believe. Mm. And and when someone believes something, and we're all, we're all like this, we we will we will look for ways to re- reinforce what we believe. Yeah, you know, the flip side of that is actually, yeah, people are just putting on a show and they don't believe it because actually you know, their life isn't as great as they're making out. Mm. Um, so we do as humans tend to focus on the positive stuff, don't we? Well, um, rather think... than just accepting the negative stuff, and and that's sort of my approach to life is you know, unless fitness. unless you yeah, well, it, <laughs> I mean it is, but it's, yeah. it's, it's unless you acknowledge, yeah. you know, there's no point having a shit day at work and coming home and telling everyone you had a great day. Well, I mean, where, where does that get you? Yeah. And I, I have the same conversation with my wife sometimes. Oh, how was today? It was all right. Oh, right. Is that it? It's like, yeah, that is it. That, it, was all right. <laughs> it, it was that. I didn't you know. I, I, went, I went to a meeting with some people and we talked about this stuff and that was it. I flatlined mm. through it all. <laughs> and it was something I, something I needed to do, something I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but actually my expectation, I didn't go into it expecting this to be the most amazing day I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, I, I don't know. It, 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 it turns into a another complex subject mm. and I, I suppose it's that it's that walking that tire between you know do you do you accept what you have or do mm. you strive for more um but certainly in our early years the the striving for more isn't striving for more fulfillment mm. necessarily it's not mm. striving for the important things in life it's striving for the things we think are important at the time yeah you know, the, the car the house all this sort of stuff yeah um and i suppose i've I've reached a stage in life where I'm just, I'm very low maintenance. I don't need for much. No. You know, Would you describe um, yourself as happy? Yes, I think so. I mean, I've had my, my, my mental health challenges over the years, but right. I still, I still look, at, look at my life now mm. and, and feel that, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's even happy. Mm. Um, I think probably content is the word. 
Yeah, yeah. So actually, what... you know, maybe we shouldn't be striving for happiness even because that's just a happiness is, is a fleeting thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Happy, we're, we're not designed to be happy. Happiness is a way of but happiness is just the end of pain. Um, yeah. like, and it, because it's the end of pain, it's, it's fleeting, as you say, it's a temporary thing. You know, you know that wonderful feeling if you're really, really, really thirsty and you drink water. Well, that's happiness. It's the end yeah. of the pain. It's the end of the discomfort. And, and, and it's great that we enjoy that. But we have to understand that you can't have the end of, some, of something forever. You can't no, have or, the end. Or, yeah, or, or when, you have a, when you have that really big poo that you've been needing for a while. <laughs> yeah. know, it's the, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, but just think about what you've been doing. It still felt, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a brilliant way of, uh, that's a lovely image uh, to, 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 to think of contentedness. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great way of thinking of, but yeah, you can't, you can't have a poo forever, can you? No. <laughs> and, and wouldn't want to. You'd never get anything <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> It'd be a but, terrible thing. Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, you know, if you think about the course of this conversation, it's an interesting one. So mm. um, I, I don't know who drives us towards this, but I think the media um, and particularly social media now uh-huh. drives it. Uh, advertising. I I well, yeah, advertising the whole thing is, yeah. is that, that we're, we're constantly presented with this, this idealistic view of mm. life or mm. an idealistic view of someone else's life. Mm. And we think that that's the route to happiness. Mm. Um, and then you, you sort of look, I mean, one of the programs, I think I might mention this, mention this on other, other podcasts, there, there was a celebrity autopsy series. Right. Okay. And, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, is, it is what it is in that case. But, <laughs> right. but what, what you do is you, at least you start to get a little bit of a, an insight into sort of what these people are like, what their lives were like, how yeah. many drugs they were taking, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then, then you kind of get the sense of, if, you know, if they were taking all that stuff and that's how they died, then Must be life, couldn't have, life couldn't have been so great. No. Oh, definitely. You, I know, mean, you, hear, about, you hear about Prince, who was just in a huge amount of pain because he spent his life jumping off of big things onto a stage. Yeah. You know, all, all, all these. And, and then you realise that actually we just have such a filtered view of these people. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, and it's just, it's like, it's just logical and you can't be happy 100% of the time. How would you do that? Your life would have to constantly be getting better. You'd have to, const- it would have to be constantly surprising you with how amazing it can be for you to be constantly happy. I think contentedness is a different thing. Like, and I, def- I think contentedness is just a long-winded way of saying fine. Like, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm content. I'm, I, I know I'm content. I'm fine. And I have bad days that are shit and good days that are great. And I kind of know that both are fairly temporary and then I tend to revert, you know, what's the, what's the phrase, um, reversion to the mean or something, where you go yeah. back to everything being normal and that's how it will always be. And that's kind of cool. And I think there's a wisdom in that. Um, and I think it's so far from the very flighty, positive thinking of LinkedIn. And I, I kind of, I suppose that's what I want to do, kind of share that sort of wisdom, like that everything being yeah. fine is fine. Well, <laughs> there's no way, sorry, sorry. I think on. being happy all the time would be, exhausting and if if someone was happy all the time they'd be quite annoying definitely (laughs) you know um and actually i imagine you know it would be a bit like you know taking drugs and having to take more drugs and more drugs to be happy Mm, definitely Um, but actually ultimately it's a downward spiral Mm. well i think Um, that's why rich people and you know celebrities or whatever they often like kill themselves and get divorced and take a lot of drugs i think it's because they realize that there's nothing more coming They've, they've had all the best that life has got to offer. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've experienced it. And they're kind of like, well, yeah, and it was brilliant for a while, but w- what, what's next? And there's nothing next. Whereas at <laughs> least us mere mortals, exp- we, we, we've always got hope of making a better day. You know, it, it, and, and I think that's, that's, what I was, that's how I was going to answer that question. You said, you know, we need to have like a balance of being contented with what we've got, but also wanting to create more and not create more as in have a bigger car or whatever. But I think when you've got this kind of, yeah, everything's fine, but I think there's a slight chance that tomorrow might be better. I think that's basically everything. I think that's all you need. And it's only hope. It doesn't even have to actually be better the next day. There just has to be a belief that it might be. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I I used to have these sort of, you know, this is is some some years back about sort of travelling and going and seeing all these wonderful things in the world. Mm. And now now my thinking is, well, now now you, you can see what these places are really like for example, mm. because of the internet. 
Mm. <laughs> you just think, I would not want to go there. I do not want to go and see the pyramids because <laughs> <laughs> I've read enough about it to know that, that it would just be a massive disappointment and the Taj Mahal, all these yeah. things. Yeah. You just think, no, there's no point. So, yeah. um, you know, actually the, the, the whole lockdown thing has been mm. great for us as a family. We've yeah. just been at home. Work, mm. You know, my wife's working at home. We've just been at home. We've, we've, we're probably happier than we, than we were when we were all off out, out and about doing things. It's nice. Um, yeah. we just there's just a sort of there's a, a peace has descended on our house. That's lovely because we, we're not in, under any we don't feel under any pressure to do things. Mm. And actually, we'd started to not feel under pressure anyway because it's mm. like no, we don't want to do that. We don't what you know we don't want to go out for a meal and mm. this and that and go down the park. We, we start this. It's just not what we want. Mm. We'll happily really nice. just sit around and hang out and you know not have to do anything in particular. Mm. Um. So, you know, maybe I've just sort of, re- I've reached that place where, you know, yeah, I'd like, be criticised. I know you've got kids, haven't you? How old are they? Um, well, I've got a son. I've got a stepdaughter, son. actually. Son of the stepdaughter. Stepdaughter's 26. She's, she's moved out and is doing her own thing. And I've got a son who's 16. Right. Okay. Well, that, it sounds like, you know, so, you know, they felt it as well. Or you, your son certainly, if he lives with you. you know, oh, my, so... son, my son couldn't be happier. I mean, he, he didn't have to finish school and didn't have to do his exams. <laughs> and he hated right. school. Right. So it's a blessing <laughs> for, for, for him and us because mm. all that, all that, all that battle to get into school and stuff is gone. Mm. Um, and now, he, now it's sort of like he can see that he's, he's sort of life in front of him is opening up a bit. He can just mm. get on and go and do something else. Mm. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, I, think, I wondered if that happened with a lot of people, that actually it released us all from the kind of pressures of you've got to want to, because it's having to want to do things all the time as well. You've got to want to do this. You've got to expect that to be brilliant. You've got to do this. And maybe just being told, well, actually, you've just got to stay at home and make your own fun is yeah. a huge release for people. It's a kind of freedom that you can just kind of be yourself and not want yeah. things all the time. I mean, that's a, yeah, one, one of the most interesting, I did a series of posts for a week, mm. which was a five minute challenge, mm. which was a challenge to people to sit for five minutes every day and yeah. do nothing. Oh, I didn't see that. But this was quite a long time ago. Right. And, it's, okay. and it's, it's just like, you know, the amount of comments you get and people are, you know, almost terrified to do it. Mm. And, and it's like, that's, 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 that's the problem we've got, mm. is that we have to be busy all the time. And, and people find it difficult to sit for just five minutes yeah. and switch everything off yeah. and just sit on their own and say nothing and do nothing. Mm. People yeah. can't do it. I know I'm really bad for that actually, <laughs> yeah. which is weird because I do actually meditate, uh, so I kind of yeah. get the value of it. Uh, but like, I'm the kind of person that I'm, I always think of like jobs that I can do while I'm making tea and stuff. Like, what yeah. can I what can I clean while I'm in the kitchen? Um, and that's not to say I don't. I'm you know I do have lots of you know I have lots of naps. But basically, the deal I have with myself is that I can sleep whenever I want. But I, when I'm yep. awake, I always have to be sort of productive, which I don't think is entirely healthy. And it's probably something I should work on. Um, well, look, I mean, maybe if we lived our lives more from the point of view of right, make a list of the things that I don't have to do mm. or don't need to do or nothing's going to happen if I don't do them. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, rather than just build that list of things to do, which is mm. what I think a lot of people I, I'm a bit like that, too. Yeah, I'm the same. Mm. I don't like standing around waiting for stuff. So even if I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, I'll, I'll you know, I'll be mooching about in the kitchen tidying. Yeah, yeah. No, and also, I have to uh, one uh, caveat is when I'm when I'm when I say productive, that might involve video games. I might yeah. actually be playing a game, and for me, that's like a, a use a, a worthwhile use of my time. Uh, yeah. But it's quite hard to find me just. I, I probably won't unless I'm meditating, just sitting there doing nothing. Um, which I should do more of, I think. But you know, yeah, well, maybe. Mm. And, and again, it doesn't have to be meditating. You can just sit down. Yeah, just sit down. Yeah, you know, sit down. Don't have to, you know, get your mat out and your cushion or what, however you do it. You know, mm. um, just, just I don't know, or go for a walk with no yeah. purpose. Yeah. Oh, I find <laughs> but, that hard. But to just, but, but just to, yeah, and I do too. And I, I, I think I find it easier now. Mm. Um, and actually, this situation has has just given us, I think it's given a lot of people more spare time because, you know, they're not spending two hours a day traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, and, that's... and actually they can be more flexible around their work because they don't have to do it all in the, you know, in the nine to five, mm. they can do some work at 10 o'clock at night if they want and then get up a bit later if they haven't got a meeting on, you know, an online meeting to go to. Mm. So I think all that's happened. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it all, how it all settles back down. But Definitely. I think, I think, you know, just to sort of, just before we finish, just to sort of revisit the, 
the initial point of the conversation, which mm. was around this whole purpose and work being enjoyable. Mm. Um, personally, I think that, that that's a choice, and, and it depends on on lots of things. Mm. You know, so if you if you if you lived you know lived in a in a Welsh village and there was a coal mine down the road and little else, mm. the choice is you either go to the coal mine or you leave the village and depending on what's important to you you may or may not do that mm. um so I, I think you know maybe this is just as simple as just accepting what you've got as the result of the choices you've made i think honestly i think <laughs> that is absolutely the point i think that really I, I, some kind of acceptance whether or not you say it as a result of the choices you've made or yeah. just the way the cookie crumbles and that you just things turn out the way they do and you can either be the coal miner and come home from work and have a pint or whatever, a cup of tea and, and just enjoy the break and, you know, go back to work and just get on with it and just be kind of fine. Or yeah. you can be wandering from village to village trying to become, I don't know, a, a coal centre entrepreneur. I don't know, you know, something yeah. else. Yeah, but I've, I've sort of been, been kind of shut down in a number of these conversations. You know, if, you, if you're going to work every day and you're complaining about how much you hate your job, Mm. You are still, you know, and then I say, but but that's a choice. It's a mm. choice to get up in the morning and go to that job. Yeah, yeah, mm. but what about the person who wouldn't have any money? You know, they still have a choice. They may oh, not yeah. want to take that choice, but they could mm. they could choose not to go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely 100, 0% am I advocating doing something against your will when you have a choice. But I'm also, I, I, and I think that's different from... You know, because I've done that. I, I I changed my life because I wanted to, to do something different. And I absolutely 100% support that. But I, it's this idea that work should automatically be fulfilling, yeah. um, which which is what worries me. You know, sometimes your job might not be. but And, and, and maybe you hate it and, you, and there are choices and you can change it. Then absolutely do that. But yes. if your job's just fine and, you know, you don't get shat on by your boss and your colleagues are all right and... Your job's a bit boring, but you're not cold. You're not starving. Um, you know, you're in a warm office and you're safe and you've got, you know, conditions and the law kind of on your side, more or less. Though that's being eroded a bit. But, in, you know, if, if you are fine, I'm saying, just accept it. You're fine. It's great. Think about something else, you know. Maybe sit for five minutes while you're at work, like you said. Maybe go home and do a hobby if you're not, you know, exhausted. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, definitely, if there's something better, do it. But if you know, if you are fine, it's okay to be fine. I think it's the constant striving. I think we need to have an off switch for the striving. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's probably just a good place to sum it up. You know, it's yeah. right for things to just be okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's the most boring philosophy in the world, but I think it's right. I think it's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. No, thank you very much, Matt. It's been a it's been an interesting one, and look, maybe we can. There's probably still a lot to be said on on subjects, you know, either either this subject or, or things connected to it. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe the younger gen, maybe if I'd have heard more of this kind of stuff when I was younger, I might have done thing, done things differently. Maybe. Um, maybe, but but you're not supposed to put up with what you've got, are you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, well, no. thanks very much for coming on, and uh, I'm you. sure we'll sure we'll be we'll be talking again soon, and I'll see you around on LinkedIn. We certainly will. Yeah, and yeah, I'll see you around. Cheers. Great. Thank you, Dave. Cheers, Matt. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown, and thanks very much to Matt Shoebridge for coming on today. Uh, please do subscribe to the podcast so you can catch up with future episodes. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Cheers. Bye.